Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So today I want to talk to y'all about how I feel that 2020 just hijacked my plans and I'm pretty sure that there's some of y'all out there who feel the same way that I do. But no, seriously, my goal this year was to just walk into the unknown. In fact, that was the theme of my year. It was the year into the unknown. And it's interesting because this it really has been a year of uncertainty and just not knowing what is going to happen. Like, And it was like that for everybody. So when I was reminded of this while Anthony and I were studying in preparation um, to bring a message, uh, God reminded me that that is what I had titled the year for myself. And it was just like, wow, I didn't realize how I was prophesying that over myself and what a year of unknowing it has been. And to be quite honest with y'all, I got the theme from the movie Frozen 2. I was watching it with the kids and I just loved that song and I love the message behind it about just walking into the unknown and just taking that faith step. In fact, some of the hashtags for my theme for this year was it's a faith a faith walk and, you know, being intentional. I wanted to pursue this year with full intent to just walk it out in faith, not knowing what was going to happen, knowing that half the time I probably would be doing it afraid, but doing it nonetheless. And that's what this year was for me. And to be quite honest, that is what this year has been so far. And I understand that it is a different perspective for different people, right? Um, and I was reminded this morning that of the scripture that says that each of us have been given our own measure of faith. And that's the thing. The faith that I have, the measure of faith that has been given to me, it allows me to look at this whole situation, how the year has turned out thus far, to look at it still from an optimistic or a positive view because it's like well Hannah this is what you declared at the beginning of the year so you're just getting what you've been speaking I'm pretty sure we've all heard about how you got to be you got to speak life into your situation you know what what watch the words that are coming out of your mouth what's coming out of your mouth because if you're speaking your situation that's what you're going to continue to see but that's why you got to call those things that are not as though they were so at the beginning of the year me declaring this year for me as being the year of the unknown, me saying that it's going to be a faith walk, me saying that I'm going to be intentional. God is like, Hannah, this is what you declared. This is what you said. You may not have realized what you were saying at the beginning of the year, but I've only given you what you asked for. Ooh, okay. I need that lesson learned. I need to be a little bit more specific in my prayers. (laughs) I need to be a little bit more strategic in what I'm saying, because if this is how it turned out, whoa, (laughs) okay. But in the beginning of the year, it was great. And it's not to say that it hasn't been, I mean, it hasn't all felt great. I'm just going to be honest with that. But the beginning of the year, like as far as intentionality was concerned, you know, I said that I wanted to be intentional in all areas of my life, in my marriage, in my parenting, in my profession, just overall in, 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 in being intentional with me, you know, with self-care and everything. And it was looking great, you know, as far as my marriage was concerned, I was planning date nights every night, even in the month of March, I think we had got three date nights in before COVID shut us down you know and it was great since then uh-uh. uh I think we've probably done maybe two 
two date nights, including our anniversary um, since COVID has happened. So we need to get back on the ball with that. Um, with the kids, you know, it was about being intentional with them individually, with them together, and then also with devotions. And again, devotions, I had that on lock. That was a win for me during the school year because I had them on this schedule. And first thing in the morning, we were having devotion. Then summer hit and wham. Uh, devotions have not been as consistent as a matter of fact, it has almost been non-existent, you know, outside of our discussions every once in a while, or definitely just, you know, we do watch devotions with them or have them with them, but it's been close to non-existent on a daily consistent basis because now I let the kids get up when they do. Well, I'm trying to get them back on schedule because school is going to be starting in what another week. So And so I'm trying to get them back on the schedule of getting up early. But these little jokers, they've been sleeping till about nine, sometimes 10 o'clock, which isn't good. But it has also given me an opportunity to get my work done. So I haven't been complaining, but I have to get back on the ball with that. So, you know, and then as far as intentionality with myself and self-care, my goal was to read one book a month. And y'all, when I tell you. We are now in the second half of the year, third quarter, seventh month. Um, Yeah, I'm still on book two. (laughs) I know for shame, for shame. Um, What happened? When I started on book two in February, I did not complete it. And I was like, okay, I'll just finish reading it in March. And then COVID-19 happened and it was just like, what book? So I am still trying to finish book number two. (laughs) I'm going to get it done, y'all. I'm going to get it done. I still got time to get at least, what, five more books done before this year is out. Hopefully, I can get it done. I got some books lined up. It's going to get done. But I wanted to talk to you guys really about, you know, when you feel that your plans have been hijacked to kind of dig deeper to see what that means. Because really, that that's just a roadblock in your way and there's still ways around a roadblock you know um it's gonna take you an alternate route that does mean that you're gonna have to go around it you may have to go over it in some cases you may have to dig a ditch and go underneath it but it doesn't mean that it has to stop you and i feel that sometimes god uses the roadblock because he needs to revise the vision we had in mind and the thing is is that you know um as a believer I believe the word of God and the word of God tells me that, you know, he knows the plans that he has for me to prosper me, not to harm me and to bring me to an expected end. His word tells me that he knows the end before it even began. So obviously, you know, the plans that I have for myself, I need to check with him and be like, hey, so is this am I in alignment with you is this the right way is this where the way that I'm supposed to be going you know and I do feel that I did that in my goal setting this year you know I had smart goals my goals were specific they were measurable they were assignable they were relevant and they were time-based you know I put some thought into it um as a matter of fact I did my goals with one of with one of my friends um and her her saying in life was to do things on purpose I mean to do things in purpose on purpose right like you don't just vicariously do things you know like yeah I'm living in my purpose no but are you living in your purpose on purpose are you intentional about it and so like 
with her help, I really like thought about this. I was praying about it and I put these goals aside. I said that this is what I'm going to do. We even had accountability calls, you know, with one another in the beginning of, of this year just to hold each other accountable to the goal. So like I was I was working this thing. What I told y'all back what in January about writing the vision and making it plain, I wasn't telling y'all to do anything that I wasn't doing myself. And so, you know, I but I feel like God was like, this is great, you know, and this, yes, is a part of the plans that I have for you, but I need to make some revisions. And so I looked up this word revision. What does it mean? And it means to make corrections, to improve and to update. And I feel like God was like, Hannah, this is great, but I need to make some corrections. I need to make some corrections to your timeline. I need to make some corrections to the things that you want to get accomplished. I need to update some things and improve not necessarily take away not necessarily say that it's not gonna happen he's just like but I need to improve this I need to improve it so that it's more in alignment for what I need to have happen because the truth be told some of these things some you know you say that it's a faith walk you say that you know you're going to walk into the unknown you're going to do it intentionally well I need you to mean that because in order for you to step into some of the rooms, into um, some of the areas that I need you to go, I need you to be prepared. And right now, you're not prepared for it. You're kind of a little wet behind the ears, a little immature. And I'm going to need to increase some of that faith that you have because it's really going to be a faith walk for you. Um, and I say that because in my whole preparation of it all you know I I pray that prayer to reveal expose and remove now let me put a disclaimer right now on that for y'all because if you are bold enough (laughs) to pray this prayer let me tell you you better be prepared for what may be revealed and exposed because that ain't no prayer for the light and heart listen I am still in the midst of the results of that prayer and there ain't nothing good about it. It don't feel good. Um, it doesn't look good. And all I have is the hope and my faith that tells me that it is eventually going to work together for my good. And so um, I shared with a friend about praying that she was like, see, mm-mm, that's why I don't I don't pray that prayer. I don't pray it at all. She was just like, you you got to be specific when you gonna pray that prayer. I Lesson learned. Listen, I even went back to God and I was like, OK, can we put can we push pause on this right now? Because um. I need some time to process. This is a lot. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'm kind of having second thoughts about what I asked for. (laughs) I'm just being real with y'all. Like in all seriousness, um, he really has been revealing some stuff, but it's been for my good. And again, just going back to the fact that we have all been given a measure of faith. And so the measure of faith that I have, it allows me to process this in a different way than somebody else can or somebody else will. You know, for me, I have been able, and I thank God for it, that I have been able to dive deep within, you know, into him in this moment of feeling weak and just be like god this is too much this is a lot that you're showing me i really need you to help me with this now you know that i have enough faith within me to go to him instead of just being like i give up i want to quit you know but then i'm reminded by the word that tells you 
you know, um, not to grow tired or not to grow weary and well-doing for you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. Like in that moment of wanting to faint, I'm just like, I can't because if I faint, then I'm not going to walk into my unknown. I'm not going to walk into that, that promised place, you know, into that prepared place because I'm not allowing myself to be prepared. Right. And so in the revision that I feel that God is doing and, and God is, you know, improving and updating the plans that I have or that, that I have for myself, I'm also reminded of the children of Israel. I'm reminded of the fact how the Bible tells us that there was a shorter route. And I actually went back to look at it. Um, and, and God himself, you know, said that he was not going to lead them on the road through Philistine country because he knew that, you know, it first of all, yeah, it was shorter. It would make sense. It would have taken them two weeks, y'all, two weeks to get from Egypt to the promised land had they went through Philistine country. But God was like, no, I can't lead y'all through that way, even though it's shorter, because if you face war, you may change your mind. And that's the same thing with with I'm gonna say me because y'all know that I like to own my own truth. I don't want to speak for nobody else. But it's the same thing with me. Before praying that prayer about revealing, exposing and removing, you know, if God would have showed me like, hey, this is what or not even before praying that prayer, but just in writing down my goals for the year and saying that this was going to be my year of the unknown is going to be a faith walk and all this other stuff. You know, here I am bold in faith, bold in prayer that this is what I'm going to do. Um, if God was supposed to say to me, Hannah, this is what 2020 is going to be for you. This, this is what it's going to be like. I'll probably be like, oh, God, can we go ahead and just skip on over to 2021? And I know that some of us feel that way right now. <laughs> some of us are just like, oh, can we press fast forward or can we press rewind something? Because 2020 is just, they ain't nothing good about it. I, can, I don't even need it anymore. Can't put me in a deep sleep and wake me up, you know, on January 1st of 2021, you know. But that's the truth. Like for me personally, I probably would have went another way. And so, you know, God said that he's going to take them uh, around. You know, he said that he was going to, you know, take them through the desert road through by towards the Red Sea, you know. And then when they got there, it was just like, you brought us out here to die. And some of us may even feel that way with this whole COVID-19. Like we just we just finna die. Like that's all that's going to happen. It, it, and, and the news don't help it. Social media doesn't help it. It just reassures because you, you see the death tolls, you see the numbers and it's just like, what in the world is happening? But, um, again, with my measure of faith, it causes me to dive deeper and just be like, okay, God, help me make sense. Your word says that if I lack any understanding or if I need wisdom, I can just come to you. So I'm going to trust that I'm going to come to you and you're going to reveal to me what I need to know to help me um, process this and to get better. And so, you know, I feel like I was brought to the word detour. Like, that's all this is. It's a detour. It's not that, you know, the plans that are the goals that I set out for myself this year can't get accomplished. But God was like, in revising your vision for 2020 and revising your goals and what you set aside, I got to take you on a detour. And that's what he did with the children of Israel. He took them on a detour instead of giving them the straightaway, the shorter way from point A to point B. He was like, no, it's a roadblock. 
the Philistines are y'all roadblock because if y'all hit this roadblock, this roadblock is probably going to make you just want to go back to Egypt. This roadblock is not going to make you want to push forward. So since it's not going to make you want to push forward, I got to take you on a detour. And there's some things that I have to work out in you. When you read the story for yourself, y'all find you will find out that a whole generation had to fall off. And it's so interesting because recently my pastor, um, Pastor Marvin Jackson, he posted on his Facebook about how sometimes God got to shake things up so that things can fall off. And I thought about the children of Israel and how a whole generation had to fall off before they could go into the promised land because they were just so far gone with their ideologies and their traditions and their thoughts and so stuck in Egypt that they weren't going to make it in the promised land. And I feel like sometimes that's what God has to do with me. God is like, Hannah, there's some things that you have become accustomed to that you have gotten so comfortable with that I need to shake that off. And I'm glad that you prayed that prayer about revealing and exposing and removing because I need to get that away. I need to show you some things about yourself that you need to correct, that you've been living like for long, for far too long. I I need to expose some things to you so that you can grow from it and be prepared to walk into that prepared place that I have for you. Because otherwise, if I leave you the way that you are right now and put you in that area, when trials come, because again, it's a when, not a if, when they come, you'll be better prepared to deal with it. Because if I don't get this stuff out, if I don't make these improvements, if I don't put you under construction, and that's the thing, we are always under construction. If I don't put you under construction, then you're going to crumble and fall. That's why when buildings are being built, they, you know, they do a lot of testing to make sure that they can hold the weight, the the weight of whatever it is that they're supposed to carry. And that's what I feel that God has been doing with me, especially in this particular season in my life. And he may be doing it for you, too. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. You, and you don't see him working. You don't see how it's going to work out for your good. But at the same time, it's just like there is work being done and this is going to work out for your good. You don't see how now because I don't see how now I, I don't see how this could be good for me at all. Like, I'm just like, God, this is who this is a lot, Lord. So um, those scriptures that <laughs> that I, I quote a lot, you know, I'm really having to lean on them right now with the whole thing of leaning not onto my own understanding, but, you know, to trust in, in God so that he can lead my pathway. The the scripture that tells me that I need to cast all my cares onto him for he cares for me. The scripture that tells me that, you know, I should take up his yoke, which is easy and his burden, which is light. You know, that tells me that in my weakness, his strength is like all of this. I'm like all of this. I'm really having to lean on trust in right now in this moment to get me through, because if I'm not then my living is in vain. As a Christian, as a believer, my living is in vain. If I'm not going to believe the word of God for myself. Um, I recently heard uh, Dr. Tony Evans. He was speaking uh, during the um, during the conference and he said something that was so profound to me. He was like, sometimes God is going to put you in a position to believe your own sermons. And I reposted that on Facebook because it was so it is so true. It is such a truth that we all need to understand. And you don't have to be a preacher 
teacher, scholar. You don't have to be somebody on a platform that speaks to other people to understand it for yourself or, or to say that that applies to you. Because the thing is, is that as a believer, we all have a testimony. We've all been through some tests that you know God has brought us through we have all been through some mess that God has turned into a message and as believers that is our purpose in life is to go out and to witness to the world and you're witnessing you're teaching and 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 speaking the gospel is mainly you talking about the goodness of the Lord in your life so you know Sometimes God is going to put you in a position to believe what you say to other people as an encouragement. You you can find yourself today encouraging somebody else in in their job loss or in their family members loss and tomorrow find yourself in that same situation where somebody else is trying to encourage you and now you're in a position to believe the word and the message that you gave to somebody else as their encouragement. That that's all that is. So some, 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 sometimes we do find ourselves in a position or God strategically places us in a position to believe our own sermons about his goodness so that we can continue to be strengthened because it's either you going to believe the word or you not. You know, there there is no in between. It's either the word of God is true or it's not. So right now in this position in my life, I'm just like, OK, God. All I can do is just trust and believe in your word and what your word says. And so I looked up the word detour and detour is a long or roundabout route that is taken to avoid something or to visit somewhere along the way. And it it takes me right back to the children of Israel in regards to them having to avoid situations that would cause them to run back to their captivity Um, You know, God took them around through the desert towards the sea. That was a roundabout way. And what did he have to do? He had to create a highway within the sea to get them over to the other side. You know, and so the same thing with me and my life. Yeah, all these plans and all these goals that I started out with for this year, they all have not been accomplished yet, but they still can be. But a part of me getting the goals that I have done, God was like, okay, Hannah, we got to take a pause. We got to go on a detour. We got to go on a detour. And so I'm going to have to lengthen this time, the time frame that you put for yourself to get some of this stuff done. Because if you're really going to be intentional about these things, I really need to 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 go ahead and improve some things about you. I'm going to have to reveal some things about you that you got to get about yourself so that you can move forward. One of those things that God revealed to me, and I'm I'm just going to be real transparent with y'all is the fact that I have been holding on to resentment in my life. Um, I, I am not I am I am a sensitive person. I am an emotional person. So like I, I have empathy. I have compassion. But when it comes to myself and to the personal experiences that I I feel and I go through, I keep them to myself. That's why one of the reasons of me having this podcast, I know that this is nothing but the Lord because just, you know, talking like this, you know, to however many people are listening, um, is not something that I sign up to do, uh, especially if it's about me. <laughs> and so anyways, um, God revealed to me, he was like, Hannah, there's a lot of things in your life that you have suppressed and you have fooled yourself into thinking that you have let it go. Or that you have overcome those things. And it's about time 
for me to reveal those things to you so you can truly be healed and move forward. And that was a hard pill to swallow because the things that he was bringing up, I seriously thought I had dealt with and I was over. But for me, I, I suppress stuff. And that's my way of getting over things is to suppress it. But I've learned that suppression is not true freedom. Because all it will do is it will cause you to come up with a negative feeling or emotion later on. And that's exactly what has happened with me. You know, certain feelings or certain experiences that I've had in my life that I just chose to suppress instead of just dealing with head on. I um, ended up having resentment towards that individual um, who caused that pain in the first place. And not intentionally, I I didn't think that I was holding malice in my heart. And it's not that I was holding like a true malice or anything. It was more so that because there was hurt there that was never dealt with, that I felt that the person should have apologized for or acknowledged. And I was just like, well, you know, whatever. I... I got over it because I wasn't going to use it as a crutch in my life. But at the same time, it made me become cold. And I became I my interactions with that person, although it's not my intention to be cold. Like and when I say it's not my intention, it really isn't. It isn't my intention to be cold towards this person, but it always turns that way. It turns that way because it's something on the inside of me that's just like, mm, I can't I can't get too close to you. Like I can't. There's just something there. And I never I didn't realize that there was something there. I didn't realize that there was this hang up or this hold up that I had. But it wasn't until God started revealing it to me like this is why this is why you feel this way. This is why when you interact with this person, it's cold. You're short. You give one answers you know, one word answers like you, you know, you, you act like you can't wait to be not in their presence anymore. You know, that's why it's such a struggle. Why it's so hard because there's something that's prohibiting you from making that connection again. And it's because you're still holding on to this hurt. And so I had to go through the experience of the hurt again. Because now it's being revealed. Now it's being exposed. And God is like, I need to remove that from your life before you can move over. Because I need that relationship to truly heal. I need that relationship to truly be mended. And the only way it's going to be mended is for you to do the work. It's not even for them. Have you heard that saying about how forgiveness is more for you than it is for the other person? You know, it's not even about that person. A a lot. And I'm going to say myself. I've I've felt all this time that what I needed was for that person to apologize. I needed for that person to acknowledge that this was the this was my experience. This was my truth. This was my pain. This is what I went through. And I needed them to acknowledge that for me to truly be like, okay, I'm good. Like I've forgiven that person. You know, I don't I I don't hold anything against them. At least I didn't think I was. Um But I at least wanted, I did, I was looking for that person to apologize or to acknowledge, not apologize, but to acknowledge, I realized that I hurt you. And, you know, that wasn't my intention, but I realized I hurt you. I realized the experience that you felt during that time. I I just wanted that acknowledgement. But what God showed to me was is that, Hannah, you don't need that person to acknowledge it for me to truly heal you. 
But what you do need is for your for you to accept that you don't need it. You need to accept that you don't need to hear that person say that because the other thing is, is that, again, everybody has their own measure of faith and everybody has their own measure of grace that God places upon their life. I have the grace to deal with the the pain that I have gone through in my life. But just because I have the grace to deal with my own pain, that doesn't mean that the person who caused that pain has enough grace to deal with the weight of my truth. And God had to reveal that to me, that that because that person can't handle the weight of my truth, every time that I have tried to have that conversation or to talk to them about it, that's why it has always gone south because it's too much for them to handle. So because it's too much for them to handle, naturally, they start to become defensive and they build up their own walls and their own barriers. And that just frustrates me more. And I'm just like, I can't even talk to you. I can't even tell you what's going on because you getting so defensive. You're not listening to what I have to say. So then that just feeds more into my I can't talk. I can't tell you what's going on. So I'm going to just suppress it. I'm going to just act like. It's whatever. So I suppress it even more. But that resentment, as I'm suppressing those true and those real feelings, the resentment is building up. And it's just like, I can't even talk to you. Like, it's always about you. You can't handle it. And so I struggled and I wrestled with that. And so, yeah, and me wrestling with it, it caused me to be cold. It caused me to be short. It caused me to not truly love that person the way that they needed to be loved and to care for that person or or to even just, you know, display Christ-like, a Christ-like personality or Christ-like demeanor. And that, that was wrong. And so on top of all of that, God was like, not only do I need you to accept that you don't need that person's acknowledgement to heal, but I also need you to go to that person and apologize for being cold to them. Now that part, y'all, I was like, oh Lord, um, I'm a really need for you to work on me. Like fill me up, Lord, with your Holy Spirit to uh, exercise these fruits of the spirit because um, I don't see how it is now on me to go and apologize to that person for my actions when that person can't even apologize. But God is like, again, it's not about that person That person is not what's going to hinder you from walking into your promised land. That person is not what's going to hinder you from, you know, experiencing the, 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 the vision and these plans that I have for you. It's not that person. And you putting guilt or blame on that person for you not getting to where you need to be or you not experiencing the freedom that you need to experience Shame on you because it's not that person. Me and that person have our own thing that we need to work out. I'm talking about you right now. Uh, Let's not point the blame and fingers on other people. We need to be pointing it at ourselves. You need to do the work. You're the one who who needs to work through this. Like I, I need you to understand that this is your detour. I'm, I'm taking you on this detour right now because this is some of the stuff that I need you to shake off. This is some of the stuff that I need to work out of you, that I need to expose and reveal and remove from you so that you can actually have true freedom to walk this thing out. Because if you take this into the next level and something hits, that's it's not going to work out. 
And so that's why, again, this whole time for me has just been like, it's been more of internal work. It's been a lot of internal work for me. And, and I'm just like, okay, God, I get it. You got me on this detour. You got me going through, you know, these things to, to get this out of me, to, to help me get to the next level. Um, and it's not easy. It's not easy work at all. And I'm going to be quite honest with y'all. I haven't um, actually given that apology yet. And uh, I was recently reminded by a friend that, um, that that is still disobedience. <laughs> uh, slow obedience is still disobedience. So I realized that I am being disobedient by not making that apology. Um, and I will. Uh, I am definitely going to to do that because I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to be my own hindrance um, to getting into my promised place. Uh, but I wanted to share that with you guys just to kind of, you know, like I said, be transparent with you as far as why I can look at this time and and say that you know it is going to eventually work for my good um and that my my plans have not been derailed they have not been denied but God is like I get all these plans that you have and and I I know the plans that I have for you but before we can get to that next step we got to go on this detour we we got to go a roundabout way because there's some things that I need you to visit. And that's the other thing with detour, right? So a detour is um, is avoiding something. You know, it's going a roundabout way, a roundabout route to avoid some things. But it's also for you to visit somewhere along the way. And so I feel like for me, this detour was not so much about avoidance for me. But this detour for me was about visiting some things revisiting some areas of my life that I had not let go of and that I need to so that I can go forward and go forward and walk in freedom and really be intentional about this you know unknown or faith walk that I'm on right and uh again and just going through all of this I'm reminded also that like sometimes that when we go on a detour we look at it as a setback you know, it's just like, man, now this is going to take me longer to get there. This is a setback in my plans for the year. Like, am I even going to get all of this accomplished by December 31st of 2020, you know, at, or is this going to go on into the next year? And so in the words of Willie Jolly, a setback is just a setup for a comeback. Like, yeah, you may have to go on this detour. Yeah, you may have had this setback happening in your life, but it's all working out for your good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just a setup for a comeback. You know, and uh, there's a couple of people in the Bible that reminds me of this. Think about Samson. You know what I'm saying? Samson was was a judge um, in Israel for like 20 years and he got setback he got set back by letting his guard down with this woman told her his truth where his strength came from she set him up the philistines came in cut off his hair gouged out his eyes and you know we're trying to use him as entertainment but then samson was like lord just one more time one more time let me fulfill the the promise or the prophecy that you gave to the angel to give my parents that i would you know be the start of the deliverance for my people from the philistines and so what ended up happening in that moment samson was able to push the pillars that held up the temple and ended up killing more people in his death than he did while he lived 
that was a set up that for his comeback right okay y'all need some more witnesses let's talk about joseph let's talk about the fact that his brothers were jealous of him because his father loved him so dearly made him this wonderful coat you know um they were just like oh we don't like him you know we envious of our brother so they decide to put him in this ditch and sell him into slavery and here it is joseph's like hold on now lord i i saw the vision i saw the vision of the sun the moon and the stars bowing before me i saw the vision of the you know the stocks of hay bowing down like this don't look like no situation of you elevating me like in fact i am now a slave and then i'm in potiphar's house and i'm helping him i'm like okay i see the elevation there but then in my do-gooding his wife comes at me i can't help it that i look good and now you know she can't get with me so she lies on me and i'm in the jail you know what i'm saying it did not look good it looked like a setback in his situation but what ended up happening eventually the cupbearer remembered joseph told the king about him and then joseph got elevated to his position and he ended up being the deliverance for his people you know for for his family so what and he even said what you know what my brothers meant for evil god worked out for my good hello it's going to all things work together according, you know, all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and that are called according to his purpose. He worked that out. That was a setback for him. Yes. But it was that setback was a setup for his comeback. And ultimately, come on, can't nobody else top the Lord. <laughs> you know, Jesus whole life was a setup for his comeback. I mean, hey the devil thought he had him he was just like and that was a setup with judas and in the 30 shekels um shekels and all this stuff and, you know and they're just like oh we got him now then god is like that was my entire plan i needed for y'all to think that you were setting him up i needed for judas to kiss him i needed for y'all to to beat him all night and to hang him up on a cross that was all a part of my game plan in the beginning you want to see my blueprint well i can't show it to you because there's still a lot that you don't need not that you don't need to know but there's still a lot to to come but i'm gonna tell you right now how it ends you know god is like hey i know y'all probably like to watch a movie and see how how it's going to play itself out but i I could tell you how it's going to end. I got the victory. Regardless to what happens, regardless to COVID-19, regardless to loss, regardless to the um, rejection, to disappointment, to all these different things that you may experience in your life, I win in the end. And if I win, you win. Because if I'm for you, who can be against you? You know? So, yeah, right now, this may look like a setback in, in my plans that I have for me. But... I also know that many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the will of the Lord that will prevail. It's God's plan for my life that is going to prevail. And it's God's plan for your life that you're going to that that's going to prevail. And you know that if God before you, nobody can be against you and, and that you are a victor, that you are an overcomer like you are on uh, on the top and rising. You're the head and not the tail, you know. So it's like, yeah, this may look like a setup. I mean, a setback, but this setback in your plans for 2020 is just a setup for your comeback. You're coming back. And whether your comeback happens before the the clock strikes 12 midnight and going into the new day, whether it, it comes before that time or if it comes after, there is a comeback. 
it's going to happen for you. And I just want to leave you with that today. So hopefully you got something out of the episode today. Um, I truly just wanted to share with you guys about my experience with this whole hijacking of my plans. I realized that my plans needed to be hijacked because God was like, girl, I got to take you on a detour. I got to take you, you know, to another place where we revisit some things that you've been holding on to in your life for a while and thinking that you were over it, but you're not. I got to get that out of you, Hannah, so that you can move forward and, and be the blessing that I have called you to be. So I just hope that you got something out of today's episode. Um, that's always my prayer that you do. You can always connect with me on um, Instagram at Hannah's World 00 or sending your listener letter to Hannah's World at um, 00 at gmail.com. So Until next time, peace out, world.